0: Alright. Enjoy like to count us down.
1: Alright, in
0: five, four, three, two. Let's go, Steven. Dun
1: dun. I thought you were gonna choose the song that was in the credits.
0: I couldn't find it anywhere. <laughs> Let's go, Steven.
1: I think I like the other version of the song. Well, I
0: mean, I like both, but... The one from Halloween, too? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty good version. Yeah, I couldn't find the song from the movie anywhere except for <laughs> in the movie. That's alright, the song means a
1: lot to the movie.
0: <laughs> does it? <laughs> it does. Alright. I, I was kind of trying to tie it into the movie. I don't know if it actually fits, but. But whatever. Welcome to episode 107 of Santa Mira After Dark. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Stephen. And we are talking about a, uh, a haunting rhyme for bedtime. <laughs> because what are we talking about today, Stephen?
1: We are talking about Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker.
0: Yes. Uh, directed by Will Asher uh, and stars uh, Jimmy McNichol. What a, what a what a strange strange name, uh, and Susan Tyrell.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, did did you know this movie also had an al- an alternate title? Yes. Um, I found that out a, a little bit ago. <laughs> for some reason, it had the title Night Warning, which is a very like irrelevant name for this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. Um we're getting uh uncomfortably close with our aunts today and discussing butcher baker nightmare maker <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so uh there's some uh sp- well i i guess first off we'll give like a brief uh uh plot synopsis of uh of this movie so would you like to you like to go ahead
1: yeah so it's pretty much about this Orphan child that is raised by his aunt,
0: and she so wants. So we think, yeah,
1: and she wants to keep him with her, no matter what the cost
2: is.
0: Yes, um, I do want to uh get into me, like how how I just said, or so we think. I do want to get into that a little bit later, and yeah kind of question because 'cause I'm not quite sure <laughs> what the purpose is or why this uh crazy uh plot twist happened but um regardless um we almost need it yeah I agree um so how did you discover this film like was this like did you just hear about it like recently from me talking about it or yeah
1: yeah you told me about it
0: okay um so I remember... I watched it in
1: October during um, my horror movie marathon.
0: Yeah, that, that's when I watched it too, because um, David Gordon Green said that uh, his insp- one of his inspirations for Halloween Ends was uh, Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker, along with uh, Christine and um, a lot of John Carpenter films. But I, I heard of this movie prior to uh, Halloween Ends, I just didn't watch it. Judging by the poster, I thought it was like a ripoff of A Nightmare on Elm Street. Because mm-hmm. it has like that that eye inside of this kid and yeah. and I thought and, and like the, the text reminds me of the Nightmare on Elm Street text, so I thought it was something similar to that like a possession type Movie in the same vein of mm. Nightmare on Elm Street Two or something like that, but um, I guess uh this movie <laughs> has a, a different thing in common to a Nightmare on Elm Street Two instead of uh the, yeah. the Freddy Krueger influence, but um, yeah, the, yeah, it
1: felt uh, very um Nightmare on Elm Street Two,
0: yeah, and it it's strange because this movie came out three years before the first Nightmare on Elm Street and four or five years before part two. So this is definitely definitely ahead of its time. And yeah. and this movie even goes farther than An Epranoma Street Two, where that movie has the um the gay undertones, but this movie actually kind of goes farther with it. And yeah. we'll come out and say that, you know, multiple people in this movie are in fact gay, which is Mhm. You know, for for I I guess it's it's good but it's not but and the only reason I say it's not good is because this movie's very um uncomfortable at some parts. <laughs> it is. Um we are we're a a pretty accepting podcast. I would like to <laughs> I I would like to think, but um Yeah, yeah but you just have this one character in the movie, and you know, thank God he's the the villain of the movie. um Well, w- one of the villains of the movie is is just throwing out gay slurs, so it's uh,
2: mm-hmm.
0: no, definitely uncomfortable. And you know, not 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 only is he throwing out gay slurs, but he's also saying it to gay people. You know, yeah, and it's um, you know, I I guess it's one thing to. Because, you know, times have changed, and, you know, even 15 years ago or so, uh, you would say gay slurs as, like, an insult for almost anything.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's, you know, it's almost worse when, when you... Well, it, it is worse when you say it to an actual gay person or a gay character. So this movie goes there, and... Uh, yeah, it's uh a, it's a, yeah. a, pretty uncomfortable <laughs> at, at at a lot of parts. And there's also um the Hispanic uh you know racist part where the where the cop is like mm-hmm. just just being blatantly racist to this Hispanic. And unfortunately
1: that cop is in
0: the whole movie. <laughs> Would you say?
1: Unfortunately that cop is in the whole movie too.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, which is is something that I did not expect from this movie the first time I saw it. Because um, I, I kind of just assumed it would be a slasher movie, because you know, the the poster would kind of imply that. Um, yeah. And the fact that this was inspiration towards Halloween ends, like that I I just assumed it was a slasher movie, but it's really almost like nothing, nothing about it is a slasher movie, except for yeah, uh, you know, it's like the last ten minutes or so, it kind of goes into those territories, but um, it's almost like a psychological thriller, I guess you could say, a mm-hmm. uh, kind of like uh like the the stepfather or um. Even the psycho franchise, which uh, this movie also has a lot in common with uh, psycho two, which um have you have you ever seen Psycho Two?
1: I did. I just don't really fully remember it,
0: yeah, there's there, there's a lot it has a lot in common with Psycho Two, which is also weird that this came out before that, too. So it's almost like a black Christmas situation where this movie was doing a lot of things that movies after it did, and this movie doesn't quite get the uh, the recognition or the respect that it deserves. And yeah, even going as far as having, like, multiple gay protagonists in your movie, and even kind of hinting at, at the, the main character being a third gay pro- pro- protagonist, uh, which I, I don't think he is. I don't think they actually uh go that far to say it but
1: yeah i don't think gosh. they wanted to go that far
0: but th- there's there's at least two of them here two and a half if you will so um yeah definitely ahead of its time but um yeah i guess uh i can get into some spoiler free thoughts so uh what did you think of uh your baker nightmare maker
2: i think it's good you know, it kind of um 80s movies or 80s horror movies
1: are like an enigma <laughs> in a way. An enigma? Yeah. Explain. Like it has like super, it has good moments. And then, and like the third act, it has like that overkill with like when a character's playing like a psycho. A psychopath or something. Mm-hmm. They just completely overdo their mannerisms and everything, and act like how a human would not.
0: Yeah, Blood Rage does that, which we, which was a previous episode, and yeah, also the end of the original Friday the Thirteenth. Kind of I think this take, mm-hmm. this takes a lot from that movie. Yeah. Yeah, I. I agree. Where it's like it's like this this movie or th- this character that is insane and not in the right headspace, and they kind of just ramp it up at the end and just ramp it up to one thousand, <laughs> throw everything at the wall, and she's like insane by the end. But
1: because um... if you watch like Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street, they act like how normal people would act in that situation. Yeah. But then you jump into movies like this and Friday the thirteenth, as you said. Like the villains just completely flip. It's like theatric. Theatrical.
0: Yeah, it, it might be a situation where they have to kind of um out try to outdo other movies that are doing the same thing to make themselves stand out. Yeah, I think it's a situation like that. Um, But yeah, I I, I totally see what you're saying. Um, I'm I'm conflicted by this movie. I I really like it in a lot of ways. And then there are other parts where it's like it's it's definitely um, uh, kind of being held back like yeah like we we talked about the uh you know the the homophobic uh slurs that are thrown around to just make it uncomfortable um mm-hmm. it's almost like the movie um uh, uh i I don't know, I don't know a good one to compare it to, uh like uh twelve years a slave or something like that where it's like, oh, that was a that was a really good movie but it's also very uncomfortable, and I don't Want, want yeah. I don't want to sit through that again. Um, and almost like the movie Till that came out last year. that I saw the trailer for it with, mm-hmm. with you in the theater? And like I, yeah. I, I told you right there, I'm like that looks like a movie that's going to be really good, but a movie that I don't want to have to torture myself through. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean they. they they don't quite go as far in this movie as, like, uh, I guess It Chapter 1 does with the bullying of gay people. Like, that one's kind of uncomfortable, too. They don't go to, like, those lengths of them attacking gay people. It's just, like...
1: Oh, yeah, in Chapter 2 when um, Pennywise was <laughs> teasing Richie.
0: Oh, yeah, like, uh, he's like, I know your secret and blah, blah, blah.
1: And then the, the opening scene
0: that that opening scene of it, chapter two is great um not, not for the homophobic yeah. slurs and everything, but like the shot of that guy in in the the river or whatever, and then he keeps you get like his point of view bobbing up and down, and yeah yeah that 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 shot is great, but but yeah, and I guess even going as far as like stuff with the the ant kind of being upset not, not kind of but like blatantly being obsessed with her uh underage nephew um yeah there's a lot of scenes of like him with his shirt off and she's like just crawling on top of him even the poster is like him standing there and his aunt is like it, it looks like they're both yeah it looks like they're both naked and she's just wrapped around him yeah um yeah like it it
1: No, I I I feel really bad for Billy the whole movie.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, It 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 almost is a lot like Corey Cunningham in Halloween Ends, where it's like he just has a bad home life. Like his relationship, uh, you know, won't probably won't work out due to you know these other things that are going on with him. Um.
1: Yeah, they don't take it too too far in, in Halloween Ends, but they like hint at it.
0: Yeah, and I mean the the novelization for Halloween Ends definitely takes it to places where it's like she would like his mom would um make him stay home from school and tell him that he was sick mm-hmm. and like drug his uh like drug his food and his his drinks to make him sick. Uh, which they also do in this movie. So, um, yeah, I think if they not not to not to get too much into Halloween Ends, but um, I I would love to see like a two and a half hour version of that movie to see like places they wanted to go with uh, mm-hmm. all the characters in that movie. But uh, that's a different conversation. Yes,
1: and, and that is one of my favorite halloween movies of all so i would definitely like to see an extended version too
0: yeah um but that's a different uh top, top three as i said but yeah that's a different <laughs> yeah we did a we did a ranking episode uh we talked about halloween ends three times we, we did it in um <clears throat> the uh halloween ends episode we did the halloween franchise ranking episode we did and uh our best movies of uh, 2022 list that we did. And you know, we'll probably talk about it again too. Yeah, I'm sure it'll keep coming up Um, (laughs) because it's, it's probably the main reason why I even decided to watch this movie. It's like I said, it's why we do the podcast.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Even though it came out two years after. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like I probably wouldn't have watched this movie had I've, not known that it was influenced uh, from Halloween or it had influence on Halloween ends. Yeah. Um, like I said, I just thought it was like a cheesy <laughs> Night Run Elm Street ripoff, but little did I know it came out three years prior. So, but, um, yeah, I guess we could jump into our spoiler discussion because there, there is, um, Lot to talk about, but it yeah, it, it's kind of hard to talk about it without kind of getting into the things that go on in this movie. So mm-hmm. we'll uh, jump into our spoiler section.
2: Getting up the safe, bitches got a lot to say.
0: All right. What Would you like to discuss about uh, Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker?
1: Well, we might as well just talk about the cheesy opening <laughs> real quick. <laughs> yeah. This how um it does that freeze frame when Aunt Cheryl is holding Billy, who always doesn't want to be with her. Like if you ever seen a child cry that much, put him down <laughs> and don't. Yeah, uh, hit- don't force them to be with you.
0: Have you ever like started a movie on Netflix or something and get like three minutes in and then just turn it off? But it, it's, yeah. it's still on your continued watching list. Yeah, like I thought that's what happened when I started this movie because literally <laughs> the first frame of the movie is the op- like the opening. Like it, it it gives you the title already, so I was like, "Am I like did I start this movie three minutes in?" <laughs> <laughs> it does that thing
1: that '80s movies did, and probably '70s. Where it does like a freeze frame of her looking crazy, yeah, and that that was like the cut scene.
0: I forget which
1: movie did that that we watched recently.
0: um, it might have been hospital massacre might do something like that. It might have been
1: that it could have been that um Christmas when we watched to all a good night,
0: oh, yeah, that movie does have a weird opening too. uh, that's a bad movie, and
1: that one also has a character that um goes insane due to her surroundings and just takes it to 1000 when she's dancing around.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> but unlike um, but unlike this movie, uh, To All a Good Night is not a good movie. So um. I like that one. Yeah, in, in, in my notes, <laughs> like the, the first note I have is that the movie kind of just starts.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's,
0: it. it it, it it literally just throws you into like the opening mm-hmm. title. It starts with little to no context. Yeah. Like,
1: we don't know why this um, person is taking this kid that doesn't want to be there. And we're supposed to assume, I guess, that the parents are dropping him off.
0: Yeah. Um. It It, it would have been nice to you know, get to know the, the parents more. And maybe there's like a, a yeah. two minute scene of like, all right, all right, Billy, we're going to leave you here with Aunt Cheryl. And yeah, and that's what it is. But, but no, we don't get that. Um, yeah. So th- it brings up a question that I have later. You might as well ask it now. Cause, uh,
1: <laughs> cause
0: okay. I have a bunch of questions too about, I, I think I know where you're going with this and I have a bunch of questions about it too. So
1: so much, much, much later on, we find out that Aunt Cheryl is actually Billy's mom, and her boyfriend was separating from her and gonna take him. Yeah, is this person driving the car supposed to be him?
0: Ah, uh, that's a uh, that's that's a good question because I
1: because she killed him and she has his body in in her basement the whole movie and she like talking to pictures of him and stuff and the skeleton that she has is missing a head so I feel like that may matches up because there's this terrible car crash that's like
0: you know like Terror Train when it was overkill (laughs) They they definitely <laughs> keep coming back to that scene. They definitely cover their bases, to show you that, that these, <laughs> these parents are dead. Because <laughs> he dies that um tree trunk that's
1: facing out of the the semi truck. Shout out to Final Destination too.
0: Say Final Destination S.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He the brake lines cut, so he can't stop. Right. Um, And I've never been in that situation Side note Never been in that situation So I don't know how that would work But I feel like you don't press on the gas But were they going downhill? I
0: I think I think (laughs) So they were definitely going downhill So I don't think they were pushing on the gas I think he was slamming on the brakes Because it seemed like he was pushing on the gas But I don't think he was. was I was wondering what I would do in this situation And I think I would drive into the side of the mountain. I wouldn't drive off the mountain. <laughs> Cuz it's like his his plan is to um kind of just drive off the road and down a hill. But I, I'm like you you yeah, the wrong way. I'm like you want to you, <laughs> you want to drive into the side of the hill. You don't want to go down more hills. Um yeah. But yeah, I I I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because I didn't even catch that that was the same guy. Um, I had to assume. They so isn't his name Chuck or something like that? She keeps talking to this guy named Chuck, right? I think so. But they they never say what Billy's dad's name is. I'm looking at yeah, I'm looking at the cast list, and you know, there's the detective. There's Julie. Um, Tom, Phil, Frank, Eddie—those are the kids at the school, I think. Um, mm-hmm. well, Phil, I think is the TV repair guy. Um, oh, here it is, Bill Lynch Senior. So that—that's his dad's name. His dad's, okay. his dad's name is Billy. So I think, and then and then his mom's name was Anna Lynch, or so we think. Um, uh-huh. yeah. So I. I honestly have no idea, because that would make sense that that is um, that she got Billy's dad's remains and kept him. But yeah, I. But now that I'm looking at the cast list, I I don't think I, I don't I don't see how he would how she would be able to get his remains, or I don't, I'm not sure yeah. whose those whose remains those are. Um.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was confused because. The car crash is well documented, you would think,
0: yeah, they say it became a rumor around town that the brakes were tampered with, yeah,
1: um, so if there was a missing body, that would probably be a part of the conversation, right,
0: yeah, so, so okay.
1: but yeah, speaking of that car crash, they like <laughs> remove all signs of hope that somebody could have survived it, well, because we know he didn't, but the girl he's with seems to survive most of it <laughs> until the car just randomly explodes and you're like oh yeah she's not not getting out of that anymore well, or,
0: well here here's the the chain of events so so her husband's head gets smashed with the tree trunk so he's decapitated and you know, yeah. then she's like reaching over the over to his side to try to control the car to try to stop it and everything. Um, she goes down a hill. It looks like the car stops, or is like has like reached the bottom of this hill. But then it cuts to another hill, <laughs> or or like a <laughs> cliff that the car, the car goes off and lands upside down. So it's like okay, she's definitely dead because she's in this upside down car, yeah. went off a thirty foot cliff. She's dead. Then we sit there for a few seconds. Then the car explodes, <laughs> and then it's yeah, it's like the, it it removes all doubt that this character is uh that these characters are dead, <laughs> but yeah it it's hilarious how they cover their bases, and like, yeah, we're gonna you know, make sure that uh, make sure that these characters can't come back, and there's no um no sign that they survived. I guess there was a different director who shot this opening scene. And mm-hmm. for one reason or another, I'm not I'm not entirely sure, but uh they were removed from the project and then um this new director, um what's his name? Uh w- William Ashner was brought on to finish the movie and that might be why the opening is so chaotic and then yeah. and then like none of the other move, none, none of the rest of the movie <laughs> reaches like this level of craziness, uh, unless we count the last like five or ten minutes where it kind of gets over the top, but yeah. But um,
1: yeah, I'm just I'm just confused who who that is in the car because now that I'm reading the synopsis, I guess Chuck is one of his mom's old boyfriends.
2: Yeah, so it's a
1: separate, separate person. So, I remember his head was actually in that jar, you know. Oh yeah, you're right. With, 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 with the science liquid, what's it called?
0: It was like a vat
1: with uh... formaldehyde. Yeah, the science liquid. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I, I, so the, the, the way the family is set up. So there is Cheryl and Chuck, who are. Billy's actual parents, okay,, mm-hmm. and then there's the people that Billy thought were his parents who are uh Bill senior and Anna, and they die okay. so I'm just totally lost as to why they even uh put this plot twist in where <laughs> where Billy is the. Is is the actual son of uh, of Cheryl, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, the 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 movie hardly would would hardly change if if um, you know the the uh, if if that plot twist wasn't thrown in here, it, it'd be the same. It'd be yeah. the same movie. It would just be a situation where um, Cheryl killed Billy's actual parents, and then. Got got mm. custody of him, so I don't understand the whole idea of throwing that twist in here. Because I also think it cheapens the movie. Because yeah, it it's almost like a plot hole. Like, why didn't she have custody of Billy?
1: Like, and why would they drop him off there?
0: Yeah, like I feel like that adds a, a major plot hole into the into the movie. Because why why would why didn't she have custody? Why did they drop him off? Uh, why Why would she mm-hmm. hide this from him? Um, Why is she still hiding it from him? Because if he's a kid, it, it would I, I'm not sure of his age in this movie, so oh, they say he's seventeen, it was 14 years ago, so this kid is like two or three years old. Yeah, I feel like he could like he could grow up thinking that, that Cheryl is his mom.
2: You know, mm-hmm. like I,
0: I just don't understand. That, I, I feel like it's such a stupid plot twist to put in here, just for the sake of having a twist. I guess. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I did see on the, the on on a, uh, IMDb trivia that this movie was, um, I guess it began as a novel, and yeah, I did see. It that. says, uh, hold on, I'm gonna read it. Uh, though no one involved in the film's created process has, has ever given an on-record interview about the genesis for this movie, it, it apparently began as a novel. A book released around the same time as the movie, under the title Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker, is far more complex than a simple novelization. It includes <laughs> vivid physical descriptions, of the characters that often differ greatly from the actors' on-screen appearance as well as in-depth backstories on several characters, including secondary characters who receive a little, who receive little screen time. Um, yeah, so oh, here it is. Uh, they also uh, go into more uh, detail about the epilogue, I guess. So that's interesting. Um, yeah, so I guess maybe there would be more detail in the novelization that might explain why she would have to lie about this. Yeah. Which I feel like is a missed opportunity, and it, it might be a situation where they needed to cut the runtime to kind of make it fit into this like horror slasher boom of the early 80s, and it's like, all right, our movies have to be 90 minutes. But I feel like adding another 30 minutes onto here would take this good movie and make it like a great movie. Cause you could add so many, so many more layers to these characters. Even 10 minutes would help. Yeah. Like 10 or 15 minutes, just something to kind of make this plot twist make sense. Cause mm-hmm. on, on, on one hand, I'm I'm glad you, you feel that way about the plot twist too. On the other hand, I, I'm disappointed because I was going to come on the podcast and ask you the same questions you're asking me. And, <laughs> and I was hoping you would have an answer for them, but, um, and
1: it's funny. Cause I didn't think about that much when I watched it the first time.
0: No, I didn't either.
1: But the second time around, I'm just thinking why?
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: May- maybe it's cause, we have to have a discussion about it and it's like well why the heck <laughs> like why 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 <laughs> is that even in here um yeah it, it just holds back the movie like it it might be a thing where it's like we have to show how insane this woman is so let's just throw in that she talks to uh pictures of her ex-boyfriend and she has her ex her cool. ex-boyfriend's decapitated body in the basement but on the other hand it's like she's Proven through most of the movie that she's insane, and that Bill mm-hmm. that Billy is the only person she really has, and it's like, well, that's not really true because you had a boyfriend and you killed him.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: um it, it would be interesting if she. I guess he was gonna leave her. <laughs> yeah, like it, I don't think they say that, but like that would have been something too, where it's like. All she has to do is throw out a line where like, I, I, I'm your actual mother and I killed your father because he was going to take you and leave me. And then there you go. So something like that. But yeah, it's. I don't know that that whole plot twist kind of just (laughs) kind of just throws off the whole. uh, The whole movie, I guess, like not even the ending, but it's like. You could just kinda of go, go know, back a little bit. Go back and question a, a lot of things that are going on. But um Yeah, so uh I guess we could kind of talk about the whole situation with Billy's aunt or so we think, and um the the TV repairman that she <laughs> um mm-hmm. so I I don't understand her intentions here. Because I don't I don't know if she was going to play it both ways where so the the whole thing is that the TV repair guy has to show up. Uh, she tells Billy yeah. to invite him over and then she's going to seduce him and accuse him of rape and then kill him mm-hmm. to show that um, she's still in danger, I guess. And yeah. that she needs somebody living with her to protect her. So Billy doesn't go away to college.
1: Um, Yeah. Pretty much exactly what um, transpired was supposed to be what her plan. The only issue is the TV repairman is gay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so he wants nothing to do with her. I didn't know if like, if he was into it, if she would have accepted him and then kicked Billy to the side. (laughs) um
1: kind of yeah
0: (laughs) but there is a scene where she's talking to the picture of chuck and she's saying like i'm gonna make i'm gonna make billy realize that he that he needs me or something along those lines um Mm -hmm. but yeah um yeah and obviously her plan doesn't work out because like you said he's gay he kind of just pushes her aside and is like uh, she she's going about this in a very weird way where she's um, like undressing and like showing uh, massive amounts of cleavage. And, and, and <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking, usually I skip this part and, <laughs> and um, yeah, he, he pushes her to the side and just is like, yeah, I don't want you. And then Billy arrives and he just hears like screaming. And, Yeah, she's um, stabbing him with a knife and putting on this big show that um, you know she was uh, that he tried to rape her and she was defending herself and I don't know Billy goes about this in a weird way because he's like let me grab the knife from this guy and just hold on to it for 10 minutes (laughs) yeah and then uh, the nosy neighbor I think her name is Margie shows up And her husband... And they have that funny thing where it's like... um, She's like yelling at her husband, like, if you don't have anything nice to say, then don't say anything. And he's like, alright, well, I won't say anything. She's like, good. (laughs) And then they go into the house, and... They see this... Come across this aftermath. The the devastation of Billy... um, Still holding the knife ten minutes later, and it looks like he was the one who did these killings or did the killing. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, they, uh, they, they call 911. The cop shows up and doesn't buy the story. And this is where we're introduced to, um, his name. The worst character in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Far. Detective Joe, Joe Carlson, <laughs> who is more unlikable than the creepy aunt that, um, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: he doesn't believe her um attempt or her story and he pretty much thinks that billy did it due to a love triangle
0: yeah it's it, it it it's like a weird way he goes about this because it almost doesn't make sense how he comes up with this story cuz i guess the tv repairman was wearing a ring that uh, the basketball coach also has, and then he thinks that the basketball coach was having an affair with Billy, and then Billy. Now that could that could very well be the case.
1: They don't really say it in the movie; they just like strongly imply it.
0: Yeah, but if you notice, <laughs> the detective the, the <laughs> detective is much more invested in. Uh, Convincing uh, the world that Billy is a murderer and getting Billy <laughs> locked up, and then yeah. he is of worrying about the coach having an affair with an underage student.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that
0: just shows where the headspace was at in this era, where it's like, <laughs> it's like you're you're allowed to have an affair with underage students, but don't be gay. <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 that's the eighties for you, but um. <laughs> Because they make it very prominent that Billy just turned 17
1: <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So he's like a, a newly seventeen. He's not even. It's not even like he's about to turn eighteen. He he just turned seventeen. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um. Which is still just as creepy. But yeah,
0: not that there's you know a a, a, a <laughs> difference, but who knows how long this aff- alleged affair that he thinks is going on was going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know
1: for sure whether he was having an affair, but they just... Um, you know, there's that scene where he was... He stayed after school until nighttime with the coach. Yeah. They say he was talking about, like, a scholarship or something.
0: Yeah, he seemed to be there an awful long time just to be discussing this opportunity that...
1: <laughs> yeah. opportunity of a, a scholarship. And, there's, and there's the other basketball player that's, like jealous of Billy's relationship with the coach.
0: Yeah. Oh, um, uh, Bill Paxton. Yeah, a, a, a very young Bill Paxton who, uh, you might know, I don't know if you've ever seen Aliens, but he he's he's great in Aliens. Um, rest in peace, Bill Paxton. But yeah,
1: no, I've never seen Aliens. He's,
0: he's very jealous of, uh, of of billy's like friendship or whatever with the coach um and and they even hint at it like prior to the detective making like this connection like like they Uh make fun of billy for having to stay after after practice to discuss the scholarship which which this scholarship thing like it's It's not even that the coach is the one who can offer the scholarship. He's just like keeps him there for hours to tell him about the possibility of a scholarship. And it's like that, that's something you could say in like two minutes where it's like, Hey, uh, we got scouts from Ohio state coming, (laughs) coming on, uh, coming to the next game. So you better be better be uh, on top of your game. And then it's like, that's, uh,
1: yeah, that's it. It's just a conversation it's not, you got to stay here for hours. Yeah. Until nighttime.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's, it's bizarre, but yeah, but they also, uh, do it many times where they show that Billy is definitely in a relationship with a girl who, it, whose name is Julie, yeah. um, who, <laughs> when I saw her, I was like, she, she looks like she's the same age <laughs> as Billy's aunt. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I later found out that she was 30 years old, playing a, uh, a high school yeah. student. So
1: I saw that too.
0: But even like as I was looking at it, like watching the movie, I was like, "Yeah, there's no way that she is younger than she, she's." There's no way that she's the same age as Billy. Um. Yeah. But um. Yeah. I forget, I forget where I was going with that. Oh. Yeah, so they they show multiple times where Billy is definitely in a relationship with uh with a girl. So I don't know if like I don't know cuz it it's weird cuz like they definitely make those connections and those hints that Billy is definitely having an affair with the coach, but then it's like it'll cut to him hanging out with his girlfriend and you know? Yeah,
1: it's like the same thing as Nightmare on Elm Street too.
0: Oh yeah, you're right because Jesse Jesse like, has a girlfriend.
1: Jesse has a girlfriend. Yeah, he has a girlfriend, but he has like this connection with the other guy on a baseball team.
0: Even uh, Scream, <laughs> where people say that uh, Stu and uh, and Billy, speaking of, had uh, had something yeah. going on, but obviously Billy was. I like with, it with uh, Cindy. So, <laughs> but yeah. So I I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't
0: know. Uh, speaking of Billy, would you like to share your your theory about this being a prequel to Black Christmas?
2: Oh yeah. So his name's Billy, just like Black Christmas Billy, and obviously
1: Billy and Black Christmas went through a lot of trauma and life because he's like completely insane and they have the same haircut
0: yeah that's about it <laughs> <laughs> so must be the same person yeah the the only thing I think doesn't work would be the, the Agnes. Um, well Agnes and I don't think the time frame works out because the opening scene of the movie is them talking about the first Super Bowl and and then it jumps yeah. fourteen years later, which I think would make this line up with when it was released in the in the early eighties. So I don't think that don't think the time necessarily lines up, but it is an interesting theory and it might as well be canon.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then uh
1: And then you know Billy Lens was it Billy's actual name.
0: Yeah, but Lens Lynch, you know, you could have easily Just adapted a new
2: last name and went on your way.
1: I just noticed they had the same haircut and I was like, oh, same haircut, same name.
0: Yeah. Then (laughs) Billy and Julie had had a son named Billy (laughs) Loomis. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's actually Billy the third. (laughs) But they had to go undercover due to (laughs) due to Billy's mom slash aunt. And then they had a son named Billy Loomis. And um, yeah, moved, moved to California or wherever Scream takes place. They're, they're all connected. Perfect. Yeah. So um, <laughs> Black Christmas, Butcher Baker, Nightmare Maker, and Scream all take place in the same universe. So that's our, uh, that's our theory. <clears throat> Yeah, but um, that's perfect. But yeah, so I mean, I guess we got a lot of like the major things out of the way, like the the plot, the plot twist, mm-hmm. and the whole thing with the questionable family tree dynamic that they have going on. So, is there anything else you you yeah. have about this movie that's?
1: And the coach, because he's like, he has to resign. He's forced to resign. From his job, which is kind of like a sign of guilt, too.
0: Oh, yeah, like how, yeah, I'm not even gonna say what I'm thinking, but yeah. Um,
1: but I don't, it's like the coach is one of the heroes of the movie,
0: yeah, because he shows up uh later on at the end. Also, uh, Sergeant Cook is one of the heroes of the movie, too, because he's. Only yeah. the only person on the police force that uh takes it upon himself to actually do some more research. And and yeah. he's like, Yeah, um maybe Billy's aunt is insane and Billy wasn't involved and you know, it was just <laughs> just a just a yeah. misunderstanding, and there is no love triangle. Um but he's like immediately shut down because the detective even tells him, "Like, I hope you're not looking into that on on police time." It's like it's like you, you, it's
1: an open case. You don't want this
0: guy to investigate on police time. You just want you want him to investigate this case on his own time. <laughs> he's kind of like even removed from the case, but he's also kind of like hanging around.
1: Um, let me tell him to go on vacation yeah. too.
0: Yeah, but he shows up later after Billy and Julie, um, quote unquote make it as they say. Um, cause uh, yeah. detective Joe is even like harassing Julie to, to get to the bottom of it and be like, I, I know Billy's I know Billy's gay. Cause you guys haven't slept together. And it's like,
2: no, no. yeah,
0: <laughs> maybe that, maybe it's not, <laughs> maybe that's not the case. Um, But yeah, then it cuts, cuts (laughs) to them actually uh, sleeping together. um, And then Billy's aunt catches them, kicks Julie out. And then Sergeant Cook is just hanging out (laughs) outside of the house. Yeah. And it's like, hey, I saw you guys up there. (laughs) Nice form. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And he's, I don't know, because he's the only one who's kind of like, you know, has his head on straight, and he's like, "Hey, um, uh, yeah. the TV repairman. He also had a wife uh, prior to, you know, being uh, being gay. So he might have actually tried to mm-hmm. to, to rape Cheryl. But, I mean, obviously, we know it's not the case anyway. But like, yeah, yeah. he's the only one with his head on straight and trying to
1: <laughs> trying to
0: actually solve the case. Also, like the way they go about this questioning." It's it's bizarre because the detective shows up, there's blood everywhere. Um, Cheryl had blood on her, she hugged Margie. Margie has blood all over her white shirt. And he's just like, Alright, guys, we're just all gonna sit in the kitchen and I'm and I'm gonna take Billy into this room and make him confess. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then he calls Cheryl into the room and she pops the balloon. And <laughs> I I had to rewind it, because I wasn't... I think I was writing notes or something, so I missed the balloon pop, and I totally missed why there was a loud burst, and then people started screaming.
1: Oh, yeah. Everybody screamed at yeah.
0: once. It because she popped the balloon, because it's Billy's uh, birthday party. Yeah. But, I don't know, that, that was just hilarious. But yeah, the, the, the cop <laughs> is uh, questioning Billy, tries to get him to confess, and yeah they go from
1: balloon pop. <laughs> um also it's it,
0: it's also weird how Billy is the only one who's concerned about this as well, and is like, uh, hey, the detective's trying to frame me, so we should probably do something, and then Cheryl like assures him that you know I, like I won't let him I won't let him do that, and it's like, well, w- what do you plan on doing?' <laughs>
2: yeah because
0: like he he can hes he's very much set on um you know this thing going like taking Billy down, so yeah um yeah we we can um we can start talking about the ending now if you want um would you mm-hmm. like to start going through it? I know we talked a little bit about it with the plot twist.
2: Yeah.
1: But I guess, um, well, she starts drugging Billy and then reveals that she is his mom.
0: Yeah. He like accidentally discovers it. Um, yeah. So I was, I was confused about this cause did Billy slide something under the door?
2: Yeah.
0: And what is that? I don't remember. <laughs> Cuz I was I, I I don't know if I just placed it wrong, but I saw him. So, okay, so he's he is like put in this bedroom that's made to be like a teenage room and that's where Cheryl's going to keep him forever. And she's yeah. like she's like you don't need to go to school. I could I could teach you everything and blah blah blah. I'm not sure if that's how it works, but um, yeah. <laughs> but uh <laughs> she, or so, so she has like this lockbox that has like
1: all of her secrets in life
0: yeah. inside. And she's like, "Hey, I have this bracelet. It's your mother. She wore it when <laughs> when she exploded in that car." <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: and it's like, "Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't need that." Which I'm surprised the bracelet <laughs> made it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um yeah uh she 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 goes through like this whole thing where she's hiding the box from him and then he sneaks around the house to to find it. And then he slides a note under the door and I thought he was sliding it to to Cheryl. But I guess he slid it to himself, <laughs> I guess. Cuz
1: yeah, I don't know.
0: cuz the Later on, he's holding the notes, and it reveals that Cheryl is his biological mother. So, yeah, yeah I feel free to correct us if we're, if we're getting it wrong, because I was I was just confused. But um, he had a
1: terrible idea to have Julia talk to Cheryl, so he could investigate.
0: Oh yeah, because she gets knocked out twice. <laughs>
1: Why would you have her talk to her? Because she obviously doesn't like Julia. At all.
0: No. Yeah. I, I ever. Don't... <laughs> and it's funny because she even says it's a bad idea. Then she goes along with it. And is like. Giving him like a thumbs up from the porch.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: While he snoops around <laughs> the house. It's um, the
1: worst idea I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> but yeah. She gets. Uh, sh- sh- Cheryl's beating meat. And then, <laughs> and then she just hits Julie in the head with a hammer. Yeah, and throws her in the secret room she has in the basement. And uh, she wakes up there. That's where we find out that there's an actual dead body in there.
1: Yeah. Now Cheryl's so insane at this part of the movie, she decides to cut her hair too.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's a. Uh, she cuts her hair really short, which I thought. Maybe she was trying to look like Billy's mom, but she doesn't. (laughs) So I don't understand. I think it's just to kind of show that she's crazy. Yeah. I guess that's the idea, but um, yeah, she cuts her
1: hair. Oh, it's
0: different. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like it's a bad job, but it's alright.
1: Speaking of annoying, or... An annoying moment, Margie snooping around the house. Oh yeah, and overstaying her welcome even after she finds out all she needs to know to call
0: the cops. Yeah, because she's like pretending she needs an umbrella, and she likes she's separate. in stealth mode, and she's like walking from room to room or closet to closet. Yeah, she senses that something's wrong, and <laughs> she's like, yeah. "All right, I got my umbrella. I'm gonna go now." And then pretends to leave, <laughs> and then like yeah. he like he said, goes into stealth mode. Um. Yeah, and um. So, Julie wakes up in the basement, and then they have that part where, oh, yeah, uh, Cheryl chases. Uh, Argy into the woods, and then they have... There's actually that really cool shot once Cheryl starts going insane, where she's, like, hiding in, like, tree branches. Yeah. And then... Archie sees her, and then uh, Cheryl just charges at her. And then she catches uh, Julie trying to escape. And she... They they fight for a bit, and... <laughs> they have, like, a very aggressive fight in... The creek. <laughs> And, yeah, <laughs> and then Julie just gets knocked out again with, with a rock, and uh yeah, I think she.
1: I thought she was dead.
0: <laughs> yeah, so did I. She's kind of just like out of commission until the very end of the movie now, but yeah. it, it 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 definitely seems like she's gonna have some like brain trauma going forward in her life. Um, yeah, beat with a hammer, beat with a rock, and then. You're, you're, you know, you're still hanging around ten minutes later. like
2: you're
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, and then the basketball coach shows up and is like...
1: Yeah, Billy tries to call
2: the police first, and then he, like, stabs her. Oh, yeah. With that
1: knife, and then after calling the police he decides to call his coach to ask for help
0: yeah which i mean if they're so if this detective was like on your case like this i don't think you would invite the basketball coach over to be involved in this chaos because no. um, <laughs> it's like there's multiple dead people and now you're gonna bring the basketball coach over and you you know that this detective is just gonna be like, "All right, the basketball Get coach is here." There. Yeah, <laughs> you you guys killed this. You guys killed six people. Um, yeah, yeah. But um,
1: and that's the, what happens. The one cop is trying to listen to Juliet and say, "Shouldn't we investigate the basement? Because she said there's a body down there, and she saw Cheryl killed the detective." But he doesn't want to hear he doesn't want to hear evidence. He just wants to take these people down at any cost,
0: yeah. He doesn't want to hear evidence. He just wants to arrest gay people,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: gay people and minorities because there's that scene a earlier potential. where they mentioned like a case of child molestation, yeah, and he's like he's like still accusing like the the Hispanic guy of the child molestation case, and yeah. And it's like, you know, not all minorities and gay people are criminals.
2: <laughs> like, yeah.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, like I said earlier, at least he's the antagonist of the movie, or one of the antagonists. So Yeah. And he definitely gets it coming, because uh, well, unfortunately, the basketball coach gets his, too. And uh, <laughs> loses an arm trying to trying to turn the light on and then he gets a machete to the to the hand, then he gets killed. But
1: um wasn't that the detective?
0: Oh yeah, you're right. You're right, it was the detective. Yeah, because I was the good
2: detective.
0: Yeah, uh Sergeant Cook, 'cause I was like I was yeah. like I was like, yeah, the uh this is uh at least the good <laughs> the good sergeant is here and then he's just quickly killed off. Yeah. Um so what happens to the basketball coach? I don't even remember.
2: think he was saved. Okay. Because Billy shoots um,
1: the detective and kills him.
0: Okay. Yeah, because the detective was going to kill them both. (laughs) Because, you know, that's what... He's taking the law into his own hands, I guess, and is like, I'm going to put you guys down. (laughs) And, um yeah, the gun's knocked loose, and then Billy is able to kill, um, to shoot the detective and kills him, so. Yeah. Uh, Thankfully, he dies. Um, also, the death of of Cheryl, I think, was pretty good, too. Um, (laughs) I, I, I don't like how they drag it out a little bit. Like, I think her dying from the first stab wound is good enough. Yeah. But, I, I do like the shot prior, like when she's calling the or when when Billy's calling the cops, and then her hand kind of just reaches out of the corner of the screen, and mm-hmm. and stops the phone from making calls. Um, yeah, I think that's nice. And then they, no, they they get in like two small fights. One is like Billy stabs her in the chest with a knife, and then we think she's dead. Uh, she's going through like this whole, like over-the-top theatrics, and then she kisses him and, like, licks him. Yeah. And then she dies. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's revealed that she didn't die, and she gets up and attacks him again, and they fight for a bit, and then she gets stabbed with a fire poker. And, um...
1: She had to have been in theater at some point for her, um... acting choices.
0: Yeah, I mean, for what it's worth, I actually like it, because I think it fits in with the time period. Yeah, um, cuz like you said it earlier, it does seem like this is what a lot of uh a a, a lot of horror movies were doing at this time. So,
2: I don't know. And
1: she is in the theater. Oh, she is. yeah, she was um <clears throat> in like Broadway and off-Broadway shows.
0: Okay. I could, yeah, I could I could definitely see that cuz she's She's taking this performance for a walk. <laughs> and yeah. yeah. Um and then yeah, like like we said the detective gets it and um
2: we get a text
1: description of what happens next.
0: Yeah, it's like they they <laughs> they, they treat this movie like it's
1: Which true, I hate.
0: <laughs> they treat this movie like it's a true story. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that. I don't, I don't even remember what it says. It just pretty much says that Billy and Julie...
1: Billy was acquitted of his crimes due to temporary insanity. And now him and Julie are in college together. In Denver, or wherever.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that, and that's it. Um, yeah,
1: so, I mean... You no, know, Corey Cunningham should have had a happy ending.
0: He should have. I will forever... Wish that that was not the last Halloween movie. Like, like I, I don't know. Grow, grow a pair of balls, Blumhouse, and and just make a Halloween movie without Michael Myers again. And yeah. just, just be like, okay, this is even if it's just one movie. I don't care. Just be like, okay, this is the Corey Cunningham movie. He's he's mm-hmm. he's, he's the shape now. That'd be um, great. Like, I, I would have been fine with them, uh, spoiler alert for Halloween ends, um, with them just at the, at the end of, like, when, when they show, um, like, them loading Michael onto the top of the, the car or whatever. Yeah. Like, they should have had just a, a brief shot of the spot where Corey is thought to be dead, and he's not there. Yeah. Like that's all you had to do. Um Also you would have had to n- not have Michael break his neck, but...
1: I don't think he did. I think he just um broke something else. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bro- broke his collarbone.
1: Broke um the floor.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I agree. Um Or
1: it just didn't work because of the evil powers. Because if Michael can um well this is other movies but if he could live some other stuff like being shot in the face and burned then Corey can survive something as simple as that right
0: yeah
2: yeah I, uh,
0: and then we go talking
2: about Halloween ends again I, I,
0: I love Halloween ends so um, mm-hmm. yeah also inspired <laughs> took inspiration from Christine which is a future episode that I want to do as well so.
1: yeah I've never seen Christine in full
0: I saw it once like years ago and I didn't really like it and then I watched it after, after Halloween ends I think I watched I don't know think about it I think I watched Christine and Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker in the same day mm. or maybe they were a week apart or something it, they were very close together and I really liked Christine this time I honestly didn't remember much about it. So. um
1: But yeah, regardless. Um We'll. Um,
0: we'll stop talking about Halloween ends now.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I might have to. Might go for a revisit. Or we'll just talk about. Unrated or underrated. Halloween movies, a.k.a. That one and Rob Zombie's Halloween, too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go.
1: We do have to revisit Halloween, too, at some point.
0: Yeah, I definitely want to do that, too. Um, Yeah, so uh, do you have anything else about uh, Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker?
2: <clears throat> it's good,
1: if not questionable.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's just a few things that hold it back from being this very good movie. And I really like a lot of it. And then, mm-hmm. like we said, the plot twist kind of just derails the the movie and leaves more questions than answers. But um
1: It is ahead of its time for having a gay protagonist and then
2: it paved the way for like Nightman on Elm Street Two. Yeah. Which paved the way for other stuff in the future. Mm hmm.
0: But um Yeah, so I think, uh, I think that's all I got for this movie. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: would you like to, uh, jump into our recommendations?
2: Yeah. It's time nope. to... <laughs> it's time to recommend some things you and me were recommending. All right. What would you like
0: to recommend this week?
2: I'm just going to recommend the first thing that came to mind.
1: It's another... I already mentioned it already, but it's a another 80s slasher movie, To All a Good Night, about a group of teenagers being stalked by a killer in a Santa Claus costume. So it's a Christmas horror movie.
0: Okay. Yeah, I actually did not like that movie, so... <laughs> I'm very surprised to hear you recommend that because I don't, I don't, I don't think you would liked it either.
1: I didn't like it as much at the time, but then I sat with it and I was like, it's not bad, it's watchable. <laughs> okay,
0: interesting. But as
1: far as it came to mind, I like it. I would probably watch it one more time next year to see if I really like it or not. Okay, you know I'll just recommend Terror Train. And New Year's
2: Evil, <laughs> okay. Which are other um eighty slasher movies? We
1: already did an episode on Terror Train. I probably already recommend New Year's Evil, but I thought of
2: those too.
0: Okay, um. So I, I don't know if I have a movie to recommend, but um,
1: it went Elm Street too.
0: <laughs> I don't really like that one. <laughs> um I've been reading the book uh Night Film by uh Marisha Pess- Pessel, I think it's how you say her name. Or M- mm-hmm. Marisha Pessel or something like that. Um it's about this director who makes like very um very niche like cult films. And like there's like no pictures of this guy and there's um you know not a lot um not a lot known about him, but um mm-hmm. his daughter is uh his his daughter commits suicide, and it's about like investigating like the weird ongoings with his life and mm-hmm. like if his daughter committed suicide or if she was murdered or like what actually happened. Uh, I haven't finished it yet, so I don't quite know where it's going but it al- it also has like It'll cut to um, like the actual book, and then like it'll show like articles online about the director and his family and whatnot. So it's um,
1: okay, like a,
0: a multimedia thing because it'll like it'll jump to like autopsy reports and you can look through those and things like mm-hmm. things like that. so yeah, um it's very good. Source. so it's a book. Yeah, it's called Night Film.
1: It sounds like it could be a
0: video game uh yeah i could i could see that that'd be it it would it would definitely work as a video game that'd be interesting i was thinking more of a movie but yeah like with the websites and Mm -hmm. stuff that it has i could see it being a video game too
1: you have to collect all the
2: stuff
0: yeah all right so for next week's episode you said we were doing we're gonna ask the magic pumpkin is that what we're doing Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Uh, which is also so, a, a wheel. We're, <laughs> it's like a random... Yeah, a random pretty much
1: a wheel. Yeah. <laughs> but we're jumping away from the 80s horror. And I put modern horror in, on the list. So I put Scream 4 since Scream 6 is coming out and Kirby is coming back. Yes. I have Happy Death Day to you, because we're that's a missing episode. Ready or not, which is also a missing episode.
0: By by missing. By by missing you mean episodes that we've talked about doing but haven't done yet.
1: For a while. Yeah. For like a year or more now. Yeah. The invitation because it's an Oscar snub for Best Actor.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> okay. Interesting.
1: Um, knock at the cabin, because we um Usually do new, new movies, and this one slipped under the radar, and Megan, oh. which also slipped under the radar.
0: Okay, interesting. So
1: it's been a slow, a slow start to for horror movies.
0: Movies in general, I know it's
1: pi- yeah, I know it's picking up a little bit with Scream Six and Evil Dead coming out, but it's been a slow start. Yeah, Skinner and has been carrying
2: the year.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right.
2: I I'm going to spin right now. Okay. The
0: anticipation.
2: And we have missing episode ready
1: or not.
0: Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I uh
1: Isn't she in Scream Six?
0: Yeah, she is. Uh uh Samara Weaving. Is that her name? I think so. Yeah, she's in Scream Six, so it does it does tie into uh, yeah modern you know modern, uh, you know, modern re- or current releases, I guess. So All right, yeah.
2: Ready or not is so good, and
1: has the hide and seek song.
0: Yeah, that uh, that song is great. So
2: it's like horror comedy
0: at its finest. all right um so is that all you have for this week's episode yeah all right so um yeah if, if you want to follow us on social media you can on instagram we are at santamira after dark on twitter we are at SantamiraADPod. ad pod through there you can find our personal uh, social media accounts and um yeah until next time when we talk about ready or not i'm jeremy
1: I'm Stephen and curfew is now in session.